Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mick Murphy of The System. Please don't disturb this groove. Stay right here with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio and the rebirth of the quiet storm right here at www.lotlradio.com. boxes so 
Uh, I'm not. I, I'm a singer-songwriter. This record's more of a piano record. That last record was the uh, I wrote mostly on the acoustic guitar and had an electronic producer. This one I went for more of um, like a just organic-sounding record. Um, but I, you know, I like to speak from my heart and be honest about life's challenges for someone in my in my life, which I think it speaks to a lot of, you know, women. I had actually a couple of women say to me that this record was, you know, an anthem for women over 40 and how great that was. And then, you know, I had a couple of guys say to me, but I love it too. So that doesn't fit. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's a bit tricky, but, uh, you know, I think it's hard to say I vocally have grown over the years. I think that also my voice grows based on my spiritual lessons and, and my self-involvement and my self-expansion. And that somehow comes through in my tone and uh, my heart when I'm singing. So, you know, that's a tr- obviously I should come up with an easy answer for that. Uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. I get compared to Sarah McLaughlin and Joni Mitchell and, uh, you know, I'm Jody Quine. Does that cover it? There you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, before we go any further, I must <laughs> applaud you for your rendition of uh, Pat Benatar's "We Belong." You did a Thank wonderful. You. I mean, a wonderful job. Out of all the songs to choose from, what made you choose that particular song from Pat Benatar? Thank you. Uh, my um, when my parents got divorced when I was a kid, that record was on repeat. And that song is still one of my my sister's favorite songs. And she asked me to sing it over and over and over again. And finally, one year, we were just hanging out, and I started singing it. And I thought, this feels good. So, And my dad is always after me to cover a song on one of my records. You know, they seem to think that the way to break through is to sing cover songs. So I finally acquiesced, and I chose this one. And, you know, that one was written by um, Dan Navarro and, and Eric Lowen, um, a songwriting team, Lowen and Navarro. And unfortunately, Eric passed away in the last few years. And when I made the music video, I I credited, uh, uh, like, David Navarro was the name I credited. And so within the first 24 hours, Dan Navarro, who wrote the song, had seen the video <laughs> I was mortified that I had discredited the songwriter. I'm a songwriter too. Just you know, it's such a big job making a video, and so I had to take right. it down. I lost all those views, and I fixed up the name credit and put it back up because it's my integrity at stake, really, for myself. But uh, you know, he said it. He said it was a sweet version, and he said, "Don't worry about spending the money to change it. Spend that instead on promoting it." But because um, I made it myself, I just you know, I, so I was able to do it. Yeah. You did a wonderful job. But I felt job. ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you. He liked it too. He liked it too. Thank goodness. It would have been horrible if he'd been like, that's a horrible version of the song. And he got my name wrong, thank God. You oh, know? my goodness. So, well, again, yeah, you, you did a you. wonderful job. Oh, my pleasure. I wanted to ask you because a lot of listeners don't really truly understand from the outside looking in the journey of being an independent artist. For you having that level of control over your career and what you put out, can you explain to the listeners out there how important is it that you have that kind of creative control over your music? Yeah, you know, it. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Um, you know, I am over 40 myself now, and so I, I have really come to trust and understand the muse and the inspiration that comes through me. And, and even if I don't really know which way it's going, I've learned to listen to that voice inside me. And I think, um, 
you know, if I was at the label or if I did have uh, people, you know, running my career for me, I, I wouldn't necessarily get to be my authentic self. And then I think the whole point of art is missing. Um, you know, I am a singer songwriter and I, and I do write my stuff. So it is my art and I'm not just a product, even though I'm creating products. Uh, so I think that that's far more important today's day and age than just shoving things down people's throat because it's easy or giving them <laughs> something that's not good for them. You know, like Absolutely. this record, I really, I think it's so important music. People, you know, like blurred lines, you know, great song. I really hated the fact that I always end up dancing to it because the lyrics to me are, you know, they're really negative and they do support rape culture. Not to get so serious so quick, but in a way that made me very uncomfortable and I, I didn't want to like the song, but here we are, we're all singing these lyrics in our mind right. and we're kind of absor- absorbing them without really be- paying attention to what messages we're constantly running over in our own brains. So somehow we're implanting these things. So when I did write this record, you know, I, I definitely try and always remember that when people are singing along, even if they're not paying attention to what they're singing along or what they're connecting to, that it somehow is supportive to a, to a personal growth or, you know, a positive outlook or um, making it through challenges or in, in that regard. So, you know, I, as an independent artist, I think I've been given a lot of freedom to to listen to that part of myself and not have to, to fight a label uh, in right. that regard. Not that that would necessarily happen, but I do have that freedom. But then on the other hand, it's so much work because I do manage my career. I do, you know, do all my, my videos and my promo visuals and design my artwork. And I do, you know, produce and co-produce and write. And like, it's just, it's a huge undertaking <laughs> as it is. So it's a double-edged sword for sure. You know what, I I find it so refreshing that you can be so uh, forthcoming and vulnerable to the situation as far as being an independent artist and being an independent artist. And not only that, as far as the music, I remember I had the pleasure of having a conversation with uh, the great Melissa Manchester. And one of the things mm-hmm. that she said to me, she said, the thing that the thing that bothers me so much now is that a lot of the labels will put out anything and they put out music because music has the capability or the capacity to send out subliminal messages and can be yeah. negative, negative messages. And we get so caught up in the beat, but not listening to the lyrics. So when you mention it to me, it definitely resonated to me by me being, you know, being a father. I want to make sure that I'm able to monitor you know, what my right. son you are a gatekeeper. Is, you, you are a gatekeeper. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know by you, what does that mean to you to be able to have that kind of level of I want to say creative power knowing that what you put out can definitely be influential to a lot of young people out there who truly love your music and they find your music inspiring. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> It it I definitely went through a phase, you know, accepting like I music has just always kind of like pulled me in. It was like this cool, awesome thing that I could do, and it took me on these great adventures, and it was awesome. Um, and then you know I went through a phase where I was like, okay, well, am I going to keep keep doing this? Like, who do I think I am? Why do I think what I'm singing, what I'm writing to sing, is important? Why? What? Who gives me? What gives me the right to think? you know, every day I'm going to post, because I post an affirmation on all my social media pages about a, you know, a positive outlook on daily living called shine your light. Who do I think I am to put that out every day? Who do I think I am to write a song for other people to know they're not alone? Like, who do I think I am? So I went through that whole phase and then I, and then I was like, just 
drop, get out of your own way, Jody. None of this is about ego. None of this is about you telling other people what to do. It's just, it's just creative expression. And if, if you just quietly sit within and allow yourself to, to give your truth, then that I have learned is what is connecting with other people. And from there, you know, I, I'm putting out my hand and I get amazing, you know, fan mail from people who say you've helped me through, you know, I had to learn to walk again and listen to your music to help me do that. Or I went through a horrible divorce and listening to your music helped me do that. Or, you know, um, I just, I just didn't know. I have a song on this record about depression and coming through that called go on. And, you know, I, some, you know, I just didn't know that I, I wasn't completely alone. Your song really touched me in, in this way. So it's, it's a different perspective than saying, okay, I'm going to create from, from this for that outcome, as opposed to I'm going to create, cause this is what I, what I am, who I am right now. And right. I, you know, and if I share that truth with other people, you know, if it connects with people, that's great. Again, see, I'm not creating a product, even though I do create products. I'm, I'm just right. speaking my truth and sharing my art. So in the past, when I used to look at it like, okay, I've got this, you know, creative control and I've, I've got something I want to tell people. You know, it's different than saying, <laughs> oh, just, I have this to say and here it comes. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and that was a fine line for me to figure out. It took several years for me to really realize, you know, just, just create, Jody, and that's, that's enough. I mean, obviously, like said, it's a bigger job than that on the other end. Right. But, right. But when I'm creating, like you said, a lot of times, a lot of times, lot of, right. Like you were saying, a lot of times, the best thing to do is get out of get out of our own way because <laughs> we have oh, a tendency, so much, to right? So true. <laughs> to do that. So I mean, true. At, that at any time, does it somewhat get a little bit overwhelming knowing that? your music has healing powers as you just stated earlier that you get you know you get different emails you get different feedback yeah. via social media saying hey um this particular song pulled me through a situation does that does it does it any time does that get somewhat overwhelming sometimes <laughs> for, for sure i mean i used to have anxiety <laughs> attacks you know and i i still do but i also med- meditate okay. now so that helps but you know like okay. you know uh, definitely anxiety attacks too, because you know when you do make music and you walk into a room and people look at you funny. You never know, you know, are they looking at you funny because you, you know, used to play soccer with them, or because your kids played, or because your music did something in their life, or they heard something about you because people talk about you because of this perceived notion when you're out in front of the public eye that happens. So you know there there is all that, but uh, again now it's just like being present in this moment and and when that you know that fan mail comes in or these bunch of fan mails come in it's being present in, in that exchange and reading that and and accepting and allowing and appreciating this person's truth and their vulnerability with me and then responding uh when i can person to person so right. on the grand scheme it leads to anxiety for sure but in in the Absolutely. moment if i'm present it's just two people connecting and that's definitely the way that's something I've learned over time, you know. I, I don't I don't need the and I'm getting better too. It's like I don't need the recognition for how great I want people to think I am. I just I just need to be present and give what I can when I can. You you know And then hopefully one day that'll touch the world, right? <laughs> well it will. It will. You know what one thing that I've found <clears throat> excuse me, one thing that I've found 
um, having the opportunity to speak to so many different artists, when they have mm-hmm. an opportunity to perform live, it is such mm. a natural, organic high for them. For you, yeah. can you describe to the listeners out there what is that feeling like when you do have an opportunity to connect with the listeners, but how do you come off yeah. such a high after a performance? Well, uh, well, hopefully you don't. <laughs> you just keep <laughs> rolling it into the next wonderful moment. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I quit drinking almost a year ago, so that's, okay. that's definitely brought a whole new perspective to performing. Because in the past, okay. you know, I'd have like a glass of wine on stage with me or you know, a glass of wine before I perform, just to just to help alleviate that extra anxiety or that extra sense. Because I'm I'm a very sensitive person to, you know, to the whole room. And when you are a performer, excuse me, it is your job to take care of your audience. Like you are their host for a, an event, an evening. You know, you are my guest. I know you're here to hear me sing, but when I do a show, I like to be aware. I introduce people to each other in the audience. You know, if I can see that far, or I can usually see the front row, or whatever it is, and. You know, I, I really, by the time you leave, you're a part of a community. You're, you know, you come to see a show, but when you leave, you're a part of a community. So um, now that I'm on stage, I don't know, like, I, I, I just, I don't think there's any, it can be a crash. Yeah, there's a disappointment. There's a disappointment when you walk away from a huge show and it's not happening anymore. Uh, but it's also for me now. It's all. It is very organic and very real because I don't have you know, a glass of wine to cover it up at the end of the night or right or whatever. <laughs> I'm all over the place today, aren't I? But you know what? That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. It's real. That's for sure. That's what it is. Yeah. It's real. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, one one thing about performing too. You know, I do like to create a sense of community in in the. Um, in the room or in the theater or in the, you know, venue. And, uh, you know, I was, I was reading something by Louis C.K. a couple of years ago. He'd written or been interviewed in an article, maybe in GQ or something, you know, he's the stand-up comedian who has a, does a lot of dark humor and, and kind of says the wrong thing, but just the right way. Um, and one of the things he said about comedy was that he liked to take an audience to the edge so that they weren't sure what was going to happen and then kind of bring them back in. And when you when you create that space for them, um, you know, it creates kind of a richer experience. So, you know, I used to do improv comedy. That I started performing as an improv comedian, and that's when I discovered that music was uh, such a big part of me, and it, and it kind of grew from there. So during my shows, I'll talk in between songs, or, you know, I emcee the Live Dream Tour, our big gala events, and I will be emceeing the tour, and uh, the... The, the big thing is to like create create an environment where it's only been one time when I I went too far and I wasn't able to bring the people back to come first. <laughs> so it is it is a bit of a, you know you're playing with fire, but there is something kind of amazing about getting out there and like right. sometimes I like to stand on the stage and look like okay well now what like you're looking at me and I'm looking at you and we're all just kind of here what so now what right and then that kind of leaves the audience saying what do you mean now what this is your show like. No one. And, and so then, you know, you know, I like to collect them back in and say, oh, I got you. Don't worry. I'm not going to let you fall and pull them all back into my arms into the big, you know, group hug that we're creating. And it's, it's a, it's a pretty phenomenal thing. So yeah, that leads, leads back to just being sensitive and, 
and when you're in a room, when I'm in a room, I, I feel it as uh, individuals, but then also as a mass consciousness and a mass uh, emotionality and a mass vibration of people that needs to be handled and cared for. So, you know, that's definitely where the high of all that comes in and, and, um, and then where the crash of that is, you know. When you first that, initially, yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. When you first initially walked in the studio to work on the new album, Stand Up, what was your thought process? Did you have an idea as far as a direction, a particular direction that you wanted to go with the new album? Yeah, definitely. I think this is the first record that um, I, I was better able to uh, hear the songs the way I wanted them to be recorded and to also trust that. Whereas in the past, I've had other producers and, you know, um, they've produced the record. And I, you know, when I wrote something in my, my heart is there, my feelings are there, but as far as um, sound goes, you know, it's not quite what I was hearing when I, when it was coming through me or to me or I was writing it. But with Winston Hochschild, it just really seemed there's such synergy. And I would say, I'm kind of hearing this. And he'd say, yeah, me too. Or he'd say, I thought maybe this would fit here. And I'd be like, yes, exactly. So, (laughs) you know, it was, it was pretty blessing, pretty big blessing that way. And, And I think a big part of it too, is I'm also, again, trusting myself as an artist and as a woman to say, no, this is what I hear. This is what I want. And so I worked really hard to create an environment where I would, you know, things got tricky or Winston and I weren't agreeing, which didn't happen very often, uh, or we were feeling pressured about something. I just said, okay, whoa, whoa, let's just stop. Let's slow down, take a step back. If things get tricky, let's just slow down and allow ourselves. Cause we did this whole thing by feel, you know, he'd be like, this feels right. And I'd be like, well, this feels right. You know, it was never, uh, well, it has to be like this because of this, this, and this, and it has to be like this because this and this and this. So we just really trusted the way the music felt as it was coming out. So Absolutely. that was, that was a, an ama- yeah, it was an amazing process. And that was, that was what I figure my job is as an artist now is to create an environment that allows my inspiration to speak. And then if I can, if I can inspire others to start living their true joy and their authentic selves, and hopefully that'll have a, an effect around everyone that you interact with, you know, it'll, it'll keep growing from there. So yeah, it starts absolutely. at home, right? It starts with absolutely. itself. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a yeah. natural synergy, man. You know, I, I tell people that all the time yeah. is that people can relate from a vibe. You can feel that natural energy from someone, whether it's negative yeah or positive and it can definitely affect your thought process, your feelings and your emotions. And one of the things that I truly love about the new album stand up is that there was no apprehension. The feeling that I get, there was no apprehension on your part as far as expressing how you truly feel through your music. And that's the, to me, that's the key essential part of being a fantastic artist and that you are truly are. Cause as I said, if you don't stand up for something, you'll fall for anything. Lord have mercy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks, Teddy Bear. That's fabulous, you know, and that's so true. And that means so much to me that you hear that when you listen to the record. So, you Absolutely. know, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank so you. Let's get into it. Of course, the title track from the new album, Stand Up, from the incredible The Voice, Miss. Jody Quine here in the zone of LOTL Radio. It's gonna get bad before it gets better. 
new album, Stand Up, available on iTunes, Google Play, also on Spotify. But for those who are like to live a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to Amazon.com. And also be on the lookout for her 2017 live, live, I'm sorry, live, there we go, live your dream tour, 36 cities and states and things of that nature, but make sure you get all the pertinent information. Be sure to stop by Jody's official website. That's at www.jodyquine.com. You can also catch up with her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all the same handles. And her family remember, it's always imperative not to support mediocre, but support music with substance. And my God, she has a lot of substance. It's definitely a beautiful thing. My queen, it has been an honor for me to have you on the show. This is definitely your home, whatever you need. Please do not hesitate to let us know. And hopefully soon you will make your way down to Houston, Texas. We would love to have you here in the studio and perform. We really look forward to it. I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. Thank you so much for having me today. And your show is wonderful. And I just love how you support, you know, true people and the substance of music for sure. So thank you. Oh, my, hey, you are definitely my sushi to my wasabi. So it's all good. Okay? I love it. <laughs> the incredible Joni Quine. You. And you're my, my teddy bear. Well, thank you, my love. I try. I so try. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a wonderful weekend, okay? You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you too, my love. The incredible Jody Quine here in the zone. Of LOTL Radio, Lord have mercy. Remember, family, the new album, Stand Up, available as we speak. Let your first move always be your best move. That takes substance and quality over silliness and rhetoric. No, we don't need that. We definitely don't need that. But uh, while I got you here, all comfy and cozy, is it okay? We Is it okay? Just asking, I'm asking your permission. Is it okay we be like Doctor Who just for a second? And step back in time in that magical phone booth, Jimmy Ruffin, what becomes of a broken heart here in the zone of LOTL Radio. Lord have mercy.
your word says in 1 Thessalonians, do not quench the spirit. And I know I failed you so many times in this area, and I'm so sorry. But if you give me a chance, I would like to invite your spirit to flow. Please. Holy Spirit,
Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, flow, flow. 